0: Welcome to Lighthouse 805 Podcast. Today is the next installment in our board game series, Your Turn Now, and we're talking about spiritual disciplines in a whole new way that you've probably never heard before. We hope you enjoy as we examine opening ourselves to God through the eyes of the board game clue. Enjoy. We are in a series entitled, Your Turn Now. Uh, if you did not know that, it's on the stage in case you forget it, in large, very large scrabble tile letters. Uh, today's message is entitled, uh, Opening Myself Up to God. It's really easy to acknowledge, to acknowledge other people need God, Right? oh, that person needs Jesus. Like, no, that, that person over there, they need God. They need this, they need that. And it's easy to get into the they need that when God's like, I'm talking to you about you, right? There's sometimes that we need to kick that over of realizing it's not about other people learning stuff. It's sometimes God needs to speak to us individually, right? It's saying, God, I'm gonna open myself up. Yeah, it's difficult and I'm gonna hear you. Today's message, it's all about uh, opening ourselves up to God. Each week, we're really looking at different spiritual exercises, practical things that we could do in our own lives that will put into place what God is speaking to us about. And, and it's, it's exciting. It's, it's really neat trying to do physical things to allow God to speak to us and to see God. Um. This whole ser- sermon series is illustrated by different board games. So it's kind of our creative, uh, creative uh, element. Uh, if you're wondering, hey, why is Monopoly piece up there? Why are Clue pieces there? Why am I sipping on candy in the back? Because each week has a different board game. Today's is Clue. Have you ever, have you ever played Clue? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you ever seen or heard about David Siebler's collection of Clue <laughs> board games? I asked him once, uh, he, he brought up Clue, and I was like, oh, I've never played. And he, he, was, he almost looked, like, mortified. He was like, you've never played Clue? And I was like, yeah, I just haven't seen which, you know, like, how do you play it? And he goes, well, which version? And I was like, well, this is a man that loves Clue. <laughs> Clue, it's, it's all about, if you've never played Clue, uh, just a quick synopsis is everyone plays a different person and you are trying to pick up clues to identify who done it, with what, and where. Okay, it's just simple clues and you're identifying it, you're coming along and you're trying to come to some kind of conclusion and that's how you win. But with clue, the interesting thing is you can immediately guess right off the bat. You can say, I think it's this person with this in this room and the game's over for you if you get it wrong right? You can immediately take an assumption, I guess. You know what's crazy is that's some believers. God will speak something tiny and will immediately jump to a conclusion without even hearing them out. And it's like, God, I got it. And God's like, I, I wasn't even done talking yet. Like, have you ever had that person that you're talking to and they're already thinking through what they want to say and then they don't hear you at all? And you already changed the subject, and they keep jumping back, and you're like, What are you talking to me or at me right now? Right? That's the relationship that we need to have with God. It's saying, God, I am cluing in on what you're speaking to me through the word of God, through what I'm seeing, through uh, God, you're speaking all the time, and I need to clue into that. It's this, it's this spiritual discipline of having discernment. Like, don't miss out on what God's saying, discernment is critical. Cause, yeah, I, can't, I don't want to get sidetracked. We got, got a lot to do today. <laughs> when we open ourselves up to God, he speaks. The more time we invest in our relationship with God, the more we'll hear and then understand, right? Have, have you ever been in a relationship with someone for like a week and then another person for like three years? You, you pick up all the subtleties, Right? The body language, how, you know, the longer you know someone, the more you're picking up, the more you're cluing in, the more subtleties you notice. But if you only meet someone for a week, it's very superficial value, right? Because if someone sends you a text message, you're like, uh, I don't, okay, and you can just misinterpret that completely, right? It, it's really interesting. We need to clue in to God. Most believers don't really spend the time needed with God to hear, then discern what is actually being said. It's easy to jump to snap decisions and end up hurting themselves or others in their lack of listening. Just let that sink in. Just, I'm guilty of that. I've said, so, I've said stupid things before. Very dumb. And you know What? It's, it's one thing to say it and then realize and say, God, I'm going to take that as my next lesson in humility and ask for forgiveness, right? I wonder if, if there's going to be a teachability spiritual discipline today. Maybe. We'll see. Number one, examine. This is a spiritual discipline that I want to I share about. I'm going to explain a little bit, talk about the fruits, and just like last week, we're going to go through different spiritual disciplines and then give out practical ways to do it. Examine, examine. We have this uh, toy microscope, and the moment the kids realized what a toy microscope was, their eyes just went, <gasps> like, like, you know, you open a microscope up, and the kids are like, okay, like, great. But then you put something under there, and the kids are, what is going on with this? And then it's, everything has to go into the microscope. Right, that, that's, that's this idea of examine. It's saying, God, I want to really examine what you're speaking in my life. I I want to take the time and roll it over and go through it and go through it and go through it. The spiritual discipline called examine is about discernment in all areas of our life. It's saying, wherever I'm at, I'm going to discern what God is speaking. I'm going to put everything under a microscope. And yeah, it's tedious at first. It's saying, oh, (laughs) this is really difficult. Well, yeah. Yeah, running everything through the filtration of what is God speaking to me in this moment is difficult, right? Everything is difficult when we start. Riding a bicycle is not easy the second you get on it, right? It, it takes time. You're going to get bruised, you're going to get scraped, you're going to get hurt a little bit when trying to start off discerning where God is at in, our, in your life, Right? This whole discipline of examine it relies heavily on inviting the Holy Spirit into all areas of our life so that we can hear God. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. It's It's an unceasing kind of thing, examining how is God speaking to me? How is God showing up? God is not here to speak on a Sunday morning and then he goes on vacation for you know, the rest of the week, right? It, it's, he is speaking constantly. God is everywhere. A, one of the fruits of, of having an examination in your life is invitations of prayer, invitations to prayer, I'm sorry. It's being aware of moments through the day that there are invitations by God to pray. It's saying, oh, I'm at work, something happened, but I can use this moment to call on the living God and pray. It's saying, you know what, I, I f- something's happening over here, I'm going to spend this moment in prayer, right? It's not saying, I'm going to bottle this up in frustration and anger and take it on everyone until I can worship on Sunday morning. That's not it. Examination is saying, I can pray right now. It's a fruit of it. Another fruit is be connected relationship. It's keeping company with Jesus through the highs and the lows. It's those moments when things are really great and you're like, thank you, God. I see how you showed up. I saw you connected the dots. I see where the fruit's coming. God, you are amazing. And then the lows saying, God, <laughs> this is really bad. It's really tough. But I see how I can grow out of it. Can you keep me faithful and help me to keep lasting through this valley? Your scripture says, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. There's a constant movement. We just have to be next to the shepherd who's leading us, Jesus. And the last fruit for examine is, is discernment. Man, there is something about having clear receptivity to God's voice. When something happens and you just kind of, you get that, oh, I don't understand that. Like, you feel off. That's like step A of examination. You just feel something like, oh, that's kind of weird. I don't like it. I'm out of here. But then all of a sudden, when you have the discernment fruit, you can say, I feel weird. Holy Spirit, come in and speak to me. Now what can I do? Let's take action. I'm gonna, and so you start progressing forward. You're not backing away because you felt something weird. You're saying, I'm gonna press in because the son of the living God can show up and change the situation right now, right? We're not weak in the situation. We're not losers. We're victorious through the blood of Jesus. Second spiritual discipline in opening ourselves up to God is teachability. Teachability. Have you ever, have you ever seen, this happens at restaurants sometimes. And and I want to say this used to happen more frequent, and it's it's gotten less less um, occurring. Have you ever seen an adult trying to uh, figure out their tablet, and they're just frustrated? And then like an eight-year-old shows up, and is like, yeah, I do blah 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 blah, and you're like, how do you how do you know these things? What just happened? Are you learning this? Is there a secret class out there for eight-year-olds? Yeah, you know, there, there's this. There's this thing that happens, right? And the crazy thing about our lives with God, when we open ourselves up to God, is He speaks to us through different means. Right? There's these moments where I'll be sitting there and I'm, I'm just wrestling with, with what the situation is, and I'm praying, and I'm like, God, I need you to show me. And He's like, I am showing you. I'm trying to teach you in the situation. There, there's these moments where God shows up in every character Bible study, every character in the Bible, right? When David has to learn how to become king and lead the people, and God has him sit in a pasture leading sheep, God will use situations to train us. He will, he will give us these things where he has to teach us. He teaches, and, and it's, what's crazy is I'll be going through things in my life and I'm frustrated and God's teaching me, he's speaking, he's speaking, speaking and I'm like not getting it because I'm just clueless and also I'll, I'll open up my devos and I'll flip to one verse and it's like, oh! And I look back and I'm like, oh, you've been teaching this whole time. Got it. <laughs> and it's like the word of God just illuminates all these things that he's been speaking to me about my entire life up to that moment. Teachability. Love it. Another character, uh, if you've ever read Saul who becomes Paul uh, in the Bible, there was this moment where he was trained how to hunt down believers and Christians. And he was educated. He was the highest faction in his school. And he was being trained of all this education system of writing and reading. And then God flipped it over because he said, I need you to write two-thirds of the New Testament now. There are these teachable moments, these teaching things that happen. Mark chapter 4, verse 20 through, t- through 24 says, For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought into the open. If anyone has he- ears to hear, let him hear. The scripture is really saying, if so- God is always at work around us. We might not see it, we might not understand it, but all of a sudden it will just click, and you're like, uh, Oh, I get it, God, you were trying to teach me all along. Your word says this, it makes sense. There's this thing that happens where when we're practicing the teachability spiritual discipline, we can start cluing in sooner and sooner and sooner, realizing that God is speaking all the time. Here's some fruits. A, develop humility. It's not great when we find out we're wrong and someone else is right, right? does anyone just love that feeling? Like, oh, I'm wrong all the time. It feels so good. <laughs> no! <laughs> but in the spiritual discipline of teachability, it really humbles us because you start learning from all different kinds of places. God will use the Holy Spirit to speak through other people, through situations. Be a lifelong learner. Every moment your entire life Can be a learning experience from God. Saying, God, what are you speaking to me in this situation? What are you speaking to me here? Develops this worship heart. It develops this prayer life, saying, God, I'm I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. We're able to hear God in a new way. And see, open for new things. This is really openness for the Holy Spirit to do a new thing in our lives right? It, it's saying, it, it's, this is the moment where, have you ever just felt just stuck? And like, I've tried everything. Nothing is working. I've done the 9, 10, 15 steps. I've done this. I've done that. I've listened to this person. I've listened to that. And nothing, just nothing is happening. And the Holy Spirit has been whispering amongst all the chaos the whole time, trying to teach us. It's the moment when we have the teachability heart saying, God, I am listening so speak to me. And God's like, all right, I'm ready to form you. I'm ready to speak to you. I'm ready to teach you. And it's this openness to saying, God, I'm not going to take on pride before I take on what you want to speak to me about. And I'm willing to learn. A third spiritual discipline today about opening up our, our hearts to God is three, practicing the presence. Practicing the presence. This is, this is really what it comes down to, is sitting in the presence of God and just letting everything else fade away. It's the presence of God. There's a story, I've shared this story before, and it, it blows my mind. Um, uh, this pastor, Wayne Cadero, had come to speak at our Bible college, and he, he was sharing about the presence of God and reading the scripture and all these different things, and, and he shared this story where this, this mega church pastor who's, written commentaries, written books, was on radio, then was on cassette tape, then was on TV, you know, and he just morally went off the deep end. He lost everything, and so Wayne Cadero flew out to go minister to him, just say, you know, pray with him, and, and see what's going on, and see if, you know, just work with his heart. And crazy situation, so Wayne Cadero says he showed up, and he's like, I got my Bible, I got this, I got that, we ready just to spend time with Jesus, and he shows up, and then he just, he goes, I, I just, I just, I'm a curious person. So I had to ask him, like, how could you do that? How, how, how could you be with that much word of God, in that much presence of God, and just do all these things? I don't, I, as a human, I don't understand that. And so Winkero says, like, I was just curious. I just wanted to know what he would say. And so he said, he goes, because I took my Bible, and he said, he, he was hold, the guy held out his Bible, and he took the pages, and he goes, I was doing this. I grabbed the scripture, and I threw it out. grab the scripture, gave it to this person. grab the scripture. You go. and he goes, I got so good at finding what I needed to find to give to people that I forgot to do this, and then it would come out. Take it, and then it would come out. Take it, and then it would come out. And I was missing the presence of God transforming my life. Everyone else's life was being transformed but my own, because I missed out on the presence of God. It's one thing to know all the right things, but it's another to have the presence of God so steady in our hearts, our minds, and our souls that we are transformed daily. John 5, 39 through 40 This is such a crazy scripture. Nikki and I were, talking, we're like, oh, "What is this? this scripture? Is crazy." Uh, you have your heads in your Bibles constantly because you think you'll find eternal life there, but you miss the forest for the trees. These scriptures are all about me. This is Jesus talking to the people, the religious leaders at this time, and here I am standing right before you. And you aren't willing to receive from me the life you say you want. This is the craziest situation. Can you imagine these, these religious leaders sitting here with their Bibles like, just pouring through, pouring through, pouring through? And Jesus, the Son of God, walks up and is like, hello? That, that, that word, that word, is, that's me. That, that person that's being prophesied, I'm the prophecy come to fulfillment. And they're like, well, uh, you know what, I'm going to keep reading. They've transformed the transformative power of the Bible to a self-help book. They are missing it. Because we need to take the presence of God that is contained in Logos and make him rama. We need to transform it, bring it into our beings and saying, I am taking this as living evidence that you are God, transforming my mind in your presence, and it becomes rhema, the spoken word of God. There's something that needs to transform, and it happens in our hearts. I'm not going to just read the book that is the Bible. I'm going to read the living God, and he's going to transform me that is the Bible. Jesus had a real issue because these people at this time were not doing that. And it's crazy because I feel like believers nowadays don't do that. And it's evident we might hear a, a verse that just pops on the TV or you know, someone holds up a John 3.16 and and we and it's those kind of things that come in and out, in and out. But are we in the presence of God being transformed by his word? Here's the fruits of, of practicing the presence. When we, when we sit and we're, we're really practicing his presence, this is what will happen. A, fully present. This is such a good fruit. When we practice the presence of Jesus, we develop this, this ability to be fully present with God. Meaning, have you ever sat down to read your devotions, your Bible, or, or listen to a podcast And a million other things. Oh, I got to go to the Sam's Club. Oh, I got to go to Costco. Oh, I got to go to Walmart. Oh, I got to get this and I got to get that. And then all of a sudden you're like, my time's up. And really, you just came up with a giant laundry list of things you got to do. When we practice the presence, we have the ability and we start digging deeper, saying, those things can wait because the presence of God needs to happen right now. That's a fruit that we start to get. B, another fruit that we get from practicing the presence is we are able to place Jesus in control. To place Jesus in control. There's there's so many times in my life where I want to be in control of a situation and I realize that's not helping anybody. But when I practice the presence, I realize that God is in control of the universe I'm able to relinquish what I have control of. Saying, God Tag your it. You be in control. And see, correct perspective. Correct perspective. You will gain the ability to see yourself through God's eyes rather than other people's eyes. And I feel like that could be an entire sermon right there. Getting the ability to say, God, I see how you see me now. I see how you see that I am, you, you cherish me, you love me, you adore me. But it's so easy to look at other people that don't like us and say, oh, I need to improve in this so that they'll like me. Oh, I need to do this because that's how they see me. I'm not good enough because my boss said I'm not good enough. No, God sees us as good enough. God sees us as who we're supposed to be. And practicing the presence changes our perspective on that. Practice the presence of God. So right now, what, what I want you to do is I talk about the different fruit, and I want you to maybe one stuck out to you, one of the three, okay? Practicing the presence or, you know, teachability or examine. One of those, one, maybe they just stuck out, and you're like, oh, I really want to work on that. What we're going to do for about one minute is break into three groups, and you'll get a bookmark with practical ways to practice that to gain those fruit, okay? You're going to hear a story from the leader in that group, and I, I really want to challenge you. Try doing one of those practices this week, all right? Commit to it. Don't just say, you know what? This is great. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what the thing is here. For Try practicing it. You're just going to get a piece of paper. That's it. Load the the one that you want to go for. With that, I want to pray over us today and just have the charge of having a spiritual discipline so let's close our eyes lord i pray that you would speak to us this week lord let us not let this entire week go by without practicing a spiritual discipline we want to find your presence and we want to hold on to it the entire message today is opening ourselves up to you lord we're hungry for your presence we're hungry for your word we're hungry for you to speak to us let us, let us utilize one of these disciplines in order to hear from you more. In your mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. For opportunities to give, find out more information about who we are, Lighthouse 805, or to find more information about these spiritual disciplines and real exercises for digging in deeper with God, visit our website at www.lighthouse805.com. See you next time.